inside the admitted lip results the floppy observer. Wow, what is that? Oh, no, that's that's just my favorite line from a screenplay I wrote. Wow, you're going to be president someday. But like I always think about like this always cracks me up as like a as like a thought experience whenever I see a morality play like like Dr. Faust or whatever where it's about guy. like a someone making a deal with the devil yeah. and it's like ooh they're so tempted to give up their soul and it's like well no the second you say like I'm the devil and I will take your soul in exchange for this like thing you feel mm. like well I know you're real now and that <laughs> I have yeah. a soul so like bye yeah. no no. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You've yeah. confirmed the one thing that is keeping me from doing all of the religious stuff. Yeah. Like the thing that I, the doubt that I've had, you have yeah. con- you have erased. Mm. So now I don't yeah. ever have to do anything you That's want me to do again. Point. Like it's like you, it's the greatest gift the devil can give anyone is to tell someone that he exists. <laughs> I think also though, he could ju- he could very easily cover up that messaging problem with. <laughs> By just saying, hey, it's me, I exist, also, God doesn't. <laughs> or, like, also, it's not what you think it is. Sure. Because just to mm. introduce that doubt, baby. Yeah, sure. And then, and then you're good. I think that's a very good point. And I think 10 times out of 10, if Satan came to me and he was like, what up? I'd be like, cool, there's lots of things that I think differently about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right away. <laughs> right now. <sighs> exactly. Yeah interesting i think every play and every every you know every every movie every everything should have that mo- like kind of five to ten minute conversation about like okay wait 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 so you're real what else is real? But, but so that's the other thing though is if if the devil is like tells you that he's not the devil and offers yeah. you this whatever yeah god can't hold that against you that is false advertising <laughs> yeah you can't like spend an eternity in damnation for a blip of ignorance yes yeah. for for you being lied to explicitly mm. by the person who is the, like the daddy of lies the daddy of lies yeah lie as, daddy. As he's lie known daddy. lie daddy as he's known in most <laughs> theologies true almost all i just feel like that's just that's just a dick yeah, that's just a dick on. move you got lied to by lie daddy yeah who hasn't been lied to by lie like daddy? what am i supposed to what am i supposed to do see through the devil's lies come on <laughs> yeah well, i'm just a little guy yeah who I'm am i god who am i god who am i you who am i you and he's like mm, good point <laughs> <laughs> judge not lest me be you <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. That's the one we're going in on, baby. Uh, my, uh, welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we watch a movie, as you can probably guess by everything we've been talking about so far. We watch movies, and then we talk about them through a series of uh, randomly generated critical context given to us via our contextual computer. Uh, we don't know what we're going to say about this movie in its entirety as of yet. Uh, we will be prompted as we go. And uh, if you don't quite follow, well, just listen along and you'll see <laughs> uh, jo- joining me on this episode as always are my dearest friends and co-host hosts and the ones walking with me through the journey of life mr's matthew bond hello and david gutchy low hell hello and low hell to you a very merry hello and low hell a very merry hello and low hell to you Folks, I am so excited to be back with you, as I'm sure these gentlemen are. I don't want to speak for them, but I just did. Uh, and we are coming to you. We are we have a first for you this time. We've been around now, I realize, for over four years. And we have never done a Japanese animated film or a film in the typically known Japanese animation genre, anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're wondering what that sound was, it was... Everyone leaving. (laughs) (laughs) 
and thank you for the download and goodbye. <laughs> no, somehow we've done like we've done all sorts of we've done several different kinds of animated movies, mm-hmm. claymation yeah. movies, CG animated movies. Uh, we've never done we've never done an anime. No. It takes um, place in Italy, by the way. Which, which yeah. also it takes Classic place. Classic Japanese film. Classic Japanese film. Have you guessed what it is? It takes place in Italy. Wait, yeah, actually, fun game. Wait, you've Without, seen that? If you title. hadn't fun seen yeah, the episode <laughs> title, if you hadn't seen the Wait, episode quick. title, and you heard this this podcast about movies is doing a, an anime for the first time, mm-hmm. which one do you think that they did? The first one that everyone thinks of the the brain straight goes straight to Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki. Easy, easy, easy guess. And so, of course, it's Porco Rosso. Duh. His most famous and successful, most beloved and well-known, mm-hmm. most con- commonly quoted and <laughs> most, referenced Most film. associated with him. Most associated <laughs> like, with him. Oh, yeah, that Porco Rosso guy. <laughs> oh, the dude who made Porco Rosso. Yeah, oh, big. It's like they've got that big, they've got that big, uh, like, uh, uh, stage adaptation coming of Porco oh Rosso. God, actually, though. <laughs> the theme park. Not a bad The idea. Porco Rosso theme oh, park. Oh, it could come up. Oh, man, that'd be a fun ride, though. That would be fun. That'd be so, so fun. It'd be it would, fun. It would be like oh, an excuse for him to do more plane shit. You know yeah. he's into that. He loves plane shit. He fucking love, loves planes. Uh, Porco Rosso, for uh, those who have not seen it, which... Uh, even a lot of Miyazaki fans haven't, and I apologize mm. for that. But it is streaming on HBO Max, as yeah. are all Studio Ghibli films in America. Forget it. Uh, you'll have to check locally if you are outside of the U.S., I am afraid. I do not know where the Ghibli films are streaming elsewhere. I know in some countries it's on Netflix, which... True. Mm-hmm. Enviable. <laughs> um, but uh, but it is a, uh, a film set in Italy... Uh, or actually, technically, uh, just outside of Italy, Milan. and like an island um, oh, yeah, outside of Italy, an unnamed island that goes, and then Milan, and it kind of yeah. you know. But uh, in this is post World War One, pre World War Two, it's fascist Italy, uh, and Porco Rosso is a, a pilot who is a bounty hunter who uh, was a part of the Italian military, but left when they became fascists. Because as he says, he'd rather be a pig than a fascist, which is, you know. They're kind of the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. Powerhouse. Continuing our theme of, <laughs> continuing our theme of uh, ripping fascists on this show, which is yeah. very exciting. Mm-hmm. I think we should probably take it from the other side a few times, though, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just got to reach across the aisle. Got to reach you know? across the aisle. You know, what do the fascists think about this? Yeah, let's ask. You know, we, we always ask the question, why do we want to know what the fascists think about this? <laughs> what if we asked, what do the fascists think about this? <laughs> New York Times. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. <laughs> that's the, that's every other New York Times editorial. Ba-bang. Um, ba-bang. Um, uh, oh, uh, also, uh, he's a pig. Also, he's a he pig is. man. He's a pig man who flies planes. Yeah. Um, he was cursed to be a pig. Yeah. Uh, by God, I guess. By God. Yeah. They never really Just get pretty it. pretty awesome. No, yeah. it's yeah. pretty badass. <laughs> I kind of wish he would tout that more, to be completely fair. But Exactly. You know, exactly. And so he gets to do it with some pirates, and then there's an American air, uh, like fighter pilot who who challenges him. Uh, and there's just a, a whole bunch of hijinks. Yeah, it's one of, of Miyazaki's silliest movies, I'd say. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that it's like about war planes yeah. and all of this, like and, also, and like pirates and you know, there's plenty of meditative elements. There's a that few, are kind but of like for the most part, it's like very things. silly in spots. Yeah, pretty like, goofy. There are parts where it is just straight up just a comedy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In a way that yeah. I think a lot of Miyazaki movies are even even like his funniest movies are yeah. a bit more low key. True. This one might be his most straight up silly yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, I agree. Good. <laughs> um, uh, the voice cast is, uh, you know, it, it features uh, many American stalwarts. Uh, the great Michael Keaton uh, mm-hmm. stars as Porco. And I should preface this if you have not seen this film yet. Uh, it sounds like he doesn't care through some parts of the movie. But we watched a behind the scenes thing of it after we watched it the first time. And it turns out he was super into it. He was just kind of doing a Humphrey Bogart thing. And it doesn't quite come across the way that I think he thinks it does because you can't see his face. Yeah. Like by the end, like it's more towards the beginning of the movie. Like by the end of it, like I think his performance gets a little more yeah energized well especially yeah. yeah once you get once you get into the rhythm of it you start yeah. to, you start to follow along but at first it might seem kind of like did he not want to be there but he did mm. yes but he did. uh and then of course uh you know carrie elwis as the american fire pilot and then the person we all think of when we the american voice actor we associate the most with hayao miyazaki brad garrett, brad garrett. from everybody <laughs> loves raymond garrett. and uh hollywood squares <laughs> uh so <laughs> 
So I think we, uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say about this film that we won't be saying when the computer tells us to say things about it. You're probably right. Anything Anything for you boys? Let's zoom right in, baby. Let's just do it. You want to do it? Meow. Plain style. If only he was a cat. Is this Die Hard? Is this Die Hard? I don't know if that picked up properly, but is this... Die Hard. Is this Die Hard? Is this Porco Rosso? Oh, die Hard. Is it? Lot of bullets. Honestly, a lot of bullets. Honestly, of it's punching. There's a lot to it. Pretty a lot of bruises and blood too. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much like Die Hard. Yep. Porco Rosso starts looking pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Ends the movie looking up pretty bad. It's pretty beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> it looks up pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Hey, look terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, he. He's the Argyle, though. Okay. We gotta... <laughs> Sorry, I jumped ahead of myself. I was gonna, well, number one... <laughs> How dare you? You're gonna yeah. have to explain that. <laughs> he drives her around. That's the whole thing. So wait, so wait, so wait. So Theo is Theo John McClane. Theo is John McClane. <laughs> oh, my God. John McClane, if oh you will. Oh, my God. Ooh. Wait. Wait, Ooh. wait, is the plane is the John McClane? <laughs> okay, is the plane John McClane, though? Is the plane John McClane? <laughs> John McClane. John Mc... Well, See? we can call it John McClane yeah, okay. if we decide that the plane okay, is John Okay, yeah, first McClane. question, mm-hmm. is the plane John McClane? Mm-hmm. Mc... Is the plane John McClane? <laughs> is the plane John McClane? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay, well, fair well, enough. Okay, no, no, but here, here, okay, here we go. Here we go. It, uh, it gets shot up pretty bad. And get has to yeah. like get fixed up in order to get through to the end. Does he get fixed mm-hmm. up? <clears throat> is the plane Nakatomi Plaza? <laughs> Ooh, the plane is <laughs> kind of Nakatomi esque. It's Nakatomi esque. I guess. Okay. All right. Well, here's one thing. Okay. So the pirates band together and hire Carrie Elwes. True. Mm-hmm. To mm. come in and take him out in this sort of like surreptitious way, mm-hmm. so in a sense, it's kind of like the terrorists going into the Nakatomi Plaza building to steal all that money. But it's, <laughs> but that would mean that he's the Nakatomi Plaza building. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Mm. Sounds I'll, right. <laughs> I will say this: this that kind of has it's neither here nor there, but it would make sense for him. What's what's Carrie Elwes's character's name again? Curtis. Curtis? Curtis. Um, him being like kind of like an American cowboy, it would make sense for for Porco Rosso to at some point say, yippee ki motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Totally would. Totally like would. In a very like, condescending sort of way. Yeah. one cut of he, the movie. And yes. Cut it out. I, yeah. I believe yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet he did. This sure. did come out post Die Hard. Yeah, so. exactly. That's, that that been, is true. Would have been a pretty good <laughs> reference. That's amazing. It, or it did come out exactly when Die Hard came out because it might be Die Hard. We still don't know. Oh, that's right. You're right. Fair yes. point. So, Fair so point. we don't actually know when it came out because it could be Die Hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let, hang on. Let's step hang back. On. Let's step back because we're getting we're getting to we're going we're jumping. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. At its core, mm-hmm. Die Hard is a film about a marriage that has fallen apart. True. That one man is trying to pull together uh, that gets interrupted by a terrorist plot that he has to foil true. in order to revive his love with his wife. Mm. It's a fair summary, having not seen the movie. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so I just like to drop that fact every time we do this content. So to what can we ascribe a similar arc in Porco Rosso? I mean, he is estranged from the girl that he was in love with before he turned pig. From Gina, yeah, before he went big pig. But they were they weren't right. in love before they were before like they that's were right. That's like right. She was married his, to his best. friend. She was married to yeah. his best friend. I yeah. think I think the kind of implication through their entire arc is that there was always some fondness and yeah. perhaps love. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, that th- yeah, like I don't know that scene of him as a kid on the plane with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely predates the wedding. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it seems like predates it has to the wedding. Yeah. Because the plane yeah. is also way older. Yes. True. Yes. So then it, perhaps they were not married. Right. But it, it's a you know I, and I honestly wouldn't say that they have a rocky relationship either. Mm-hmm. That, so I think if we're going to find a rocky relationship that he's trying to repair. It has to be with his plane. Because she's trying to repair. If anything, she's trying yeah, to repair the relationship. I was just going to uh-huh. say. Yeah. She, is, is she John Is McClane? Gina John McClane? <laughs> is it Gina McClane? 
Oh, maybe. Maybe she maybe. does save the day at the end. She, she saves everybody. the day at the end she from the terrorists, like the pirates. So there's this big fight going on. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah, focusing yeah, yeah. on the fight between the pirates uh, and Porco Rosso, uh, uh. just like the LAPD focusing mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. terrorists, not thinking about them as uh, thieves who are there executing a heist mm-hmm. and True. dealing with the hostages, uh, <laughs> which would be the innocents and. Uh, which would be Fio and the money. Fio and the, <laughs> the money. Fio and the money. Yeah. Much like the hostages and the money that's being stolen out of the mm-hmm. Nakatomi building mm-hmm. in the terrorist plot. And Incredible. then she swoops in. She literally does. At the last minute and saves the day. Shit, Gina's mm-hmm. John McClane. Yeah. She, Gina is a pretty decent John McClane. It's not yeah. as fun as John McClane, but it's better. Yeah. Um, so I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. Oh, then the Argyle is just that boring little guy that says, "No, I can't go faster. It'll kill the plane." <laughs> that's that's exactly that that's is our worst yeah. character that would, in the movie. Yeah. That would have to be Argyle at that point. Yeah, no, that's true. I can't do anything exciting. It might hurt. <laughs> right. Oh man, because that like, it's still not perfect, obviously, because right. she's missing for uh, yeah. most of the movie. Most of the movie, correct? Yeah. But she does have that scene where she interacts with Carrie Elwes. <laughs> One on one, much like when John McClane faces off against oh uh, Hans God. Gruber and does his fake, uh, and Hans Gruber Actually, does his southern oh accent. God. Oh my oh God. shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's some like vague parallels there. <laughs> I like that. Um, that's, that's what we got, baby. Yeah. I, w- I would say that's a good like six out of 10 diehard. Like we had to, we had to scrabble. Yeah. We had yeah. to fight. Scrabble. Scramble? Scrabble? Yeah. Yeah. We had to scrubble. Okay, well, hey, so we got guns. We We've got broken got glass. Guns. We got broken glass. Mm-hmm. We got planes. Were there planes? There's a helicopter in Dying. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Spin, it's, it's, aviation. It's spin and aviation. blades. Yeah. We've aviation. got stuff in the air. Yeah. <laughs> there's stuff up there that maybe shouldn't be up there. Yeah, we've got stuff breaking God's will. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's news reports that specifically reference the person who is in danger, uh, much like when the news reporter goes to John McClane's family's mm-hmm. house uh, and in this case it's like news reports about how Porco Rosso is in trouble with <laughs> the pirates yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the pirates I mean, do it, take hostages right away at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. they just happen to treat them way better than the, incredibly than the well. terrorists yeah. in yeah. Uh, Die Hard they treat them yeah. very nicely yeah. Uh, to the point where the pirates are honestly probably the nicest people in the they entire movie yeah. oh, 100%. they are the role models in this movie yeah. which yeah. is kind of wild yeah Maybe this um, movie is a like a spiritual response to Die Hard. It's like, listen, my problem with Die Hard is those terrorists, jerks, <laughs> jerks. We need some nicer terrorists. We need nicer here. terrorists. <laughs> it checks a lot of the boxes. It che- it, it just yeah. doesn't quite fit as neatly. No. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. This is not. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's not. <laughs> or Eighth Grade. No, no it's not. Eighth, it's certainly because at least because I know this hearts. certainly does not feature an emotional Nakatomi building as that one did. <laughs> um, no it doesn't I would say it's also a lot less part of the thing that defines Die Hard is that it's in a very centralized interior Mm, space Mm -hmm. this is literally as as much not not centralized interior space as it can be because it's flying through the air hardly any scenes inside even yeah yeah very few the amount of scenes inside is probably less than half the closest you could you could say really to like an area that's as narrow as like tightly confined as that would be in his like island cove hideout yeah, yeah. which yeah. even then is like has an opening over the top and stuff so huge and so it's yeah. huge which although technically at the end of knock at the end of diehard spoilers nakatomi plaza the top of it does get blown off Ooh. so there is a red opening at the top of it in that true true uh i think if i think there's a there's a chance hear me out there's a chance that this movie that we just watched that may or may not be diehard isn't Die Hard, but it is an allegory for Die Hard. Hmm. Like, I like this, like how people are like, well, who's the Christ figure in this? <laughs> like, who's the who's the McLean figure? Isn't like, that truly what not... we do every single time we do this? <laughs> yeah, podcast, yeah, but, this context, but it's not though? like a one to one. Like allegories right. are never like one to ones. That's true. Like evoking the themes, but they don't. They're not a copy of it, and that's what it's all like the a Die Hard pastiche. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Die, it's Car- like, Die Hard light. Die Hard Light, Die Soft, <laughs> or Die Medium. It's like a Die Die Hard remix, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah or it like could be similar to Die unplugged. Hard Two, which is set at an airport. That's true. Oh, did we accidentally watch Die Hard Two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one well enough to keep making references. Yeah, to do it. I? Did I've we watch a Die Hard? <laughs> we could have watched a <laughs> Any Die, Hard. Die Hard. We could have. 
Yeah, I think it, it's more like Die Hard than it isn't like Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that for sure. And that's usually what we're going for with this yeah, context, right? right? Like overall, yeah, we can have that this, for this free. is this is vague similarities. The context, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. yeah, yep, that's true. That's true. It's harder to nail down in a in a plot sense, which yeah. I think is also indicative of part of the reason we do this context is just because I think Die Hard <laughs> is such a tightly contained plot, so mm-hmm. tight, like it's. I just mean yeah, like it it's is. it's very straightforward. There literally are like he goes up levels and then back down <laughs> levels, and that's kind of it. Yeah, um, you you know it's like well, oh ooh, mm, mm. careful, you just made it even more obvious that this was Die Hard. Plane go up, then plane go down. <laughs> plane doesn't start up, then go down, then that's go true. back up. That's true. It started on down and then it went up and then went down. Again. That's true. That's yeah. true. Although technically, when we see him in the beginning of the movie, he is in a plane, which. So but is John McClane at the no, beginning of Die Hard because no, he flies into the no, he's on the No, he's on the ground and then he gets in the plane and then You're it goes right. up. You are Just right. like he gets into the you building and then right. he goes up. And he, ru- he, he takes his shoes off and he Pig rubs McClane. his feet on the ground uh, on the carpet yeah. in her office. Just like Porco Rosso takes his hat off and rubs his face on the microphone and says, yeah, I'll be right there to save those hostages. It's just like it. Just, just like, like it. it. Yeah. Just like it. I, uh, so this is Die Hard. I guess we could say it's this is a Die Hard. Die hard. Yeah. I think it's safest to say it's a Die Hard. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's safe to say it's Die Hard. Yeah. It's definitely a. It's a Die Hard, Die Hard Italiano, because it's in Italy. <laughs> uh, it does remind me of one of my favorite lines from the movie, uh, which was, the good, die, the good guys always die. Hard. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> the good guys always die. Cheers. Cheers. It's speaking, of course, about her very recently deceased husband. Yeah. That's my favorite part of that line. That is true. Very so, insensitive. Jesus. This movie is die cheers. Marxist theory. There we Marxist go. Marxist theory. theory. There we go. So he flies a red plane. You're not wrong. <laughs> Next contest. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Got those commies. One for each. <laughs> <laughs> that pig flies a plane. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Marxist theory. So Marxist theory often focuses around, of course, uh, issues of class, Mm -hmm. issues of uh, hierarchy, issues of distribution of distribution of goods and capital, and the non-existence of such things, and of you know collectivism versus individualism. Mm -hmm. This movie has a surprising amount of that stuff for a tight, very silly uh, movie about a pig who flies an airplane. Mm I think I think Porco Rosso is an interesting character to look at through a Marxist lens because he does like he's the sort of character that and this is kind of a trope where he says I only look out for myself over and over but it is so clear that he does not only look out for himself and that there are stories about him saving enemies from dying and clearly the climax of the movie is him doing something to you know help someone although also settle a his score for his honor kind of too yes like, but even it's two things but also he denies that that's why he's yeah, yeah he yeah. claims that he only does it for the money for the money but yeah. then like yeah he's yeah. like he presents a calloused exterior because he's afraid of his emotions. which is it's an old trope in film Classic. and in literature Mm-hmm. Uh, the sort of like the the rugged individualist who has a heart of gold but won't <laughs> let anyone see mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, what libertarians wish they were. Mm-hmm. Is it, so if it's possible that if you look at his character through that lens, then he he is he's doing the correct thing by rejecting an overreaching state. By saying, like, no, I'm not going to be a part of the Italian Air Force. I'm going to go do my own thing and becomes wanted. But he f- drops the ball of, like, joining his class. <laughs> like, he's sort of like this, like, he rejects that because he's exceptional. So he's like mm-hmm. a weird, like, oligarch of his own world. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. he just, like, so he's, like, he gets halfway there, but he isn't the role model. Right. The He's, pirates are the role model. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely the more like communists. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like they work together in in collective groups, and they clearly share a lot of, of bounty. their bounty and mm-hmm. such. Yeah. But um, and even their hierarchies seem kind of hard to Blurred. nail down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, from a collective versus individual perspective, like you said, he's he's rejecting an overreaching state. 
It's kind of hard to say why, though. He never mm-hmm. s- specifically says why That's he true. doesn't want to be a fascist. He doesn't which, want to listen, be. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you don't have to explain yourself on that front. But there like, are if, so many things you can say where, hey, can you explain what you mean is like a legitimate follow up question. Yeah. yeah. Not that one. No, that one, you're cool. Yeah. That one's fine. Sweet. I <laughs> mean, I, he doesn't want to be a fascist, yet he's still like brings in criminals to the law. Like, he does. That's true. He's he a does. bounty hunter. Yeah. So he's yeah. yeah, he's working he's benefiting the state he's directly. More, he's, yeah. yeah, he's like a like a marshal. Like a federal marshal. Kinda, kinda. yeah. Yeah. Not really, because a bounty hunter is very different. But like, right. but it it's is, like a mercenary. It's, it's yeah. a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Like instead yeah. of being a pirate, he chooses to work for the interests of the state yeah. without working directly for the state. Right. But he gets the state's money, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And it's clear that when they say at the at that one point that the royalists and the fascists are both hiring pirates and not focusing on bounty hunters he's basically out of work so that implies that up until that point the royalists and the fascists have been using him him? to take out the pirates and Mm -hmm. paying him probably just the royalists like well maybe we don't know for I, I sure. guess yeah he might just be saying i'd rather be a pig than a fascist like he just doesn't want to be part of their yeah, military yeah, but he will yeah. still do mm. odd jobs for them mm. for money kind of yeah, thing yeah mm-hmm. totally i mean the more the more we break this down which i didn't think about a lot watching the movie the more i think that there's an argument to be made that porcaroso is like you're supposed to come out of this movie thinking that he sucks I mean, there's a lot like, of evidence for him sucking in this. I, yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. Like, like he's a character that has a lot of fun moments, and you know, there's a lot of romance a- around him. But yeah. he's also really fucking but, misogynistic. Yeah. yeah, I think it. There's a. Yeah, there's kind of. It seems to be. A, there's a reason why the women get kind of the last word of this movie. Yep. Yeah. Like the two women in his life. Yeah. And so, and so, if we look at it, like, all right, Marxist lens. Here he comes. Then Porco Russo is a good example of. Somebody that perhaps you can ally with, as the pirates may try to do, for their cause, but like he's ultimately going to sh- not share your end goal. Like he's out for him and if, and, and money. He wants to make money. And that is ultimately not a cool thing. Yeah. It's actually not what makes you a hero. If we take the angle that Parker Russo is not a hero. In the movie Parker Russell. Right. He's like, he's basically Which doing. I kind of am ready to. He's coming, yeah. for, he's coming from like an anarcho capitalist lens of mm-hmm. like, I do things for money. That's my morality. Yep. Um, never, and constantly putting himself down in that way of like, I'm a pig. I know yeah. that I'm like not a hero, that kind of thing. Ooh. But also like, mm. not. Oh changing his behavior he's, he's at all like he's kind of got some like jordan peterson vibes in that way oh my god like, <laughs> like uh like oh he's just uh what, what's the what's the word for that it's like psychobiology or like whatever yeah what, something what, like that what am i looking for uh, um the theory that like oh we're just animals baby we just got to do oh, you know, oh the base uh, shit. yes um mm. socio oh my god fuck. it's that it's that idea sociopaleontology maybe i don't think no. so but it's something um, in in the vein of like since we're actually animals, men are right. just gonna be pigs, and that's just right. How the kind of the kind of people who justify literally everything about human behavior down to like what we did when we were monkeys. Yes, precisely. And it's right. like, yeah. well, there's also been thousands of years since then, and like, I'm pretty sure we didn't like we don't scroll through Twitter because of what we did in the jungle. <laughs> like, there are definitely things yeah. about human psychology that do relate to that, but not mm-hmm. literally but not everything. everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like the kind of people who uh, jump on a paleo diet because they're like, did you ever see a skinny caveman? It's like, did you ever see a caveman? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> or one that lived past 25. Yeah, what, what are you even fucking talking about? It's the dumbest thing you I've ever heard. You ever see a caveman in a hospital? Didn't think so. <laughs> Next question, motherfucker. <laughs> David Peterson hit me hit me next one uh yeah no so I think I I'm, I'm gonna say it Parker Russo not the hero of this movie no especially through a Marxist lens definitely not the yeah. hero of this no. movie the hero of this movie Captain Pirate Guy uh yeah voiced very beautifully by Brad Garrett I would say that's probably Absolutely. true no. Recogn- or maybe recognizes Gina. also well Gina perhaps but I think Gina's a little ruling class for me 
she has like on her own fucking hotel island, like where she sings. Yeah, I don't you know, know if she's, she's quite yeah. the hero. I think I think the pirates in general, but specifically Bradley Garrett, uh, <laughs> and and I think he is a great example because he rec- he's the only character in this movie, which was much belabored by us while watching this movie, that recognizes. That women actually are just people mm-hmm. that are just like part of society. Half of the human half population. Half of the human population yeah. is female. What are you doing? Why is everyone so freaked out and by the fact that this person can be a mechanic? Is he the only one besides her grandfather that tells Fio that she's a great engineer? I, mean, I think Porco Rosso kind of says she's, he? she's a genius. Like people yeah. recognize it, but he's just kind of like, listen, you're a person and... All the people in the world are kind of on the same level, and we should mm-hmm. all be united by that sort of like. Yeah, but I but know. I think it does also speak to the fact that like the other two people are her literal grandfather and <laughs> someone who she had to spend a significant amount of time and effort convincing <laughs> yeah. that she's like a worthwhile True. individual. Yeah. and he and was a very distant met, observer. So when she met <laughs> a day ago, who's yeah. like, right. who's like, wow, you did that? You're awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like a person that built a yeah. thing. Like, they one hundred percent that family, and Theo specifically owns that means of production. Like, mm-hmm. no one made that; she made that, and he's like, "Respect, great. We're we're in this together." Mm-hmm. Like, I I wonder who the who makes the pirates' ships because I bet it's them. Like S- them or someone like them. I mean, it's very yeah. much a, like a working class right. vibe that yeah. they give off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk about being in debt. Right. Um, Yes, they are a part. They're definitely class conscious Mm -hmm. because they are in debt. And that therefore means someone's holding that over them. And in order to have debt, you have to have a, you know, some kind of capital. And they're being used as pawns by the ruling classes of both the royalists and the fascists to sort of. Mm-hmm. engage in i'm not even entirely sure what yeah. they're doing for yeah, the government but they're doing something yeah. and it's clear that uh piccolo and his workshop is also like you know not a part of the government because mm-hmm. he like anticipated needing to lie to the government mm-hmm. about why porcarosa was there etc cetera, etc cetera. like they are not richos well and interestingly for a time when the italian air force is in operation and there's like a lot of they just came out of world war one they're leading up to world war two and the fascists are in charge he mm. says that they were on the verge of bankruptcy, which is so <laughs> weird. Like yeah. they build airplanes supposedly better than almost anyone, mm-hmm. and yet they almost went bankrupt. Yeah. I want to know their story. Yeah, I'm very yeah. curious about what their deal is. He's a weirdo, and their family is uh, huge. They, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and all the, and all the men went off to. Yeah, work? all the the men went to go find work, but it wasn't there, or like I, it was not clear. Yeah. See, like yeah. I thought war? for sure it was going to be yeah that they yeah. were being drafted into the military. Like, that's which the classic would reason why sense. like women fill men jobs because men at war. Like, yeah, that's what happened. But they were like maybe they were like we can't do that in yeah. the kids' movie. Yeah, like, we can't say war in this movie where people are shooting each other. <laughs> right, right. No one, no one really dies in yeah, this movie. That's weird. Well. I don't know. His best friend does in a bunch of yeah, and you yeah. see planes go down in flames in his. But uh, you do then flashback. see them fly again. <laughs> to, yeah, in heaven to their yeah to heaven in plane heaven. <laughs> to That's plane a good heaven. point. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if this movie necessarily has a pure marxist message to it no no no, like or an undercurrent that you can see like oh that's where he has like clash class clash consciousness (laughs) no but i think you can definitely i think being able to observe it through a marxist lens you can see the areas where they bring in issues of like capitalist exploitation uh you Mm -hmm. know rugged individualism the sort of myths of the pull your own up pull yourself up by your own bootstraps thing yeah um you know the misogyny and the patriarchy and that's that effect Mm -hmm. on class and 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 gender relations and just like debt specifically yeah is a plot point multiple times like i think i think Mm -hmm. that's that's unignorable (laughs) (laughs) anything else Great. Flies Let's, a red plane? Fle- hey, that's right. He flies a red plane. One for each ghost. Let's do another context. Make it a musical. Make it a musical. Make it a musical. Porco Rosso, oh, no. make it a musical. Reminder, we don't have to make up songs. <laughs> don't have to. We don't have to. You can. We just have to come up with what 
a musical of Porco Rosso would be. I like to imagine them trying to do like a big Broadway musical out of Porco Rosso oh, because as I alluded to yeah, earlier, they are doing they do have a stage adaptation of Spirited Away. True. Uh, mm-hmm. That will be uh, cool in too. theaters this summer, which I'm very excited. I think streaming on Hulu. Streaming on Hulu. Wow, yeah. that's like a theater. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> a theater for the home. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm curious to see what that turns out to be. I doubt it's a musical, but you never know. Hey, it could be. But um, <sighs> there are lots of musicals about war and this True. time period yeah. specifically mm-hmm. um, in Europe. A lot yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's but not- But none of those have pig pilot. That I know of. I don't know that no many musicals. Pilots. Yeah, I guess we could Google it right now. Any musicals have pig pilots? Any musicals have pig pilots. <laughs> hey, pig pilots. Hey, Google, go. what are your pig pilots? What are your pig pilots? What are your pig pilots, Hey, what are your pig pilots? Hey, Google, what are your pig pilot musicals at? <laughs> I'm just looking over lines that I wrote down from the movie because there oh. were a few that really stuck, mm. stuck out to me. Um there would have to be a very fun song at the beginning for the pirates that gets yes. interrupted by a song by the little girls that they're Absolutely. trying to take hostage. Yes. Yep. Who basically take over the song and it becomes sort of yeah. like an Annie situation and they're trying to be all tough and manly, but they're Absolutely. just like constantly like trying to keep these kids safe and keep I them together. I love <laughs> that, especially because I think it could even be a back and forth with oh, yeah. the song, like verse to verse to verse to verse. Mm-hmm. Changes styles, changes lighting. And it's a chorus of pirates versus a chorus of little girls. And that is so fun. Yeah. Yep. Because that scene was very dynamic and there was lots going on and many voices at once. Like, oh man, that would be so good. I just, I wrote down um, one of the girls screamed, uh, it smells like you never, never bathe. And the pirates response is, wow, you're sharp. Oh, you're sharp. <laughs> wow, you're sharp. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was preceded by like, oh, are you sky pirates? <laughs> it's like, yep, we sure are. We like, sure oh, are. Are you kidnapping us? Like, yep, uh-huh. you got it. You like, got it. <laughs> you wow you smell like you never bathe <laughs> oh you're sure you're sharp <laughs> <laughs> not like hey exactly like, yeah, you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good tone setter yeah uh because it really you're it really sharp. takes it, it takes a story about you know what now that i think about it putting that at the beginning of the movie is super smart in yes. terms of this is a movie about sky pirates uh fascists uh <laughs> playing like dog fighting mm-hmm. there's bullets flying all over the place there's mercenaries and bounty hunters but it's super funny but it's super Dude. like these yeah. people are just like teach, like helping these kids get on their plane so that they can take yeah. the hostage very <laughs> gently yeah it sets the tone very well you're absolutely right yeah like, there's peril but we never really think anyone's gonna die right yeah there's no like harsh villains like it's just no. mm-hmm. yeah yeah, exactly. the the wor- <laughs> The worst villainy is um, the the misogyny. <laughs> yep, yep. I truly, yeah, in a more insidious way than uh, Curtis actually trying to kill anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Gina would have at least one song uh, mm-hmm. in the nightclub. Oh yeah. Pretty- oh yeah. That's perfect. There is a song already. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. It's already there. Being French, and everyone would be like, "Hey, what'd you say? Hey, what? You- hey, what'd you say? Hey, what'd you say?" Hey. What'd you say? Mm, what'd you, what'd say? you say? That's what happens. What'd you say? That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> it is what happens when you watch theater and someone sings in a foreign language. Everyone in the audience has the permission to yell, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> hey, what are you saying? You. They have to say yeah, it. They have to. Or legally. unless it's in Otherwise- <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly. she'd also have a song in her little secret garden about waiting for Porco. Mm. Yep. Oh, waiting oh, yeah. for Porco is a good name for us. Yeah. An I want song. It, I want to fuck that pig. It's a classic I want song. <laughs> I want to fuck that pig. Yeah. I actually wonder, I feel like Porco Rosso wouldn't fuck? have any songs. Oh, I thought you like, were going to say you wonder if they could have sex. Because he's a pig, not a human. <laughs> I'm wondering too. I think maybe he could have an I wish that I could have sex with humans song. <laughs> like in his plane by himself. What were you going to say? <laughs> Hey, what's a pig dick like? I think it's a spiral. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's so. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, is that I pigs w- or ducks or both? <laughs> I think it's I think both. It's but okay. uh, you should Google it real quick. Um, <laughs> Show me uh, all dicks. All right, actually, no, I do want to know. <laughs> pig penis. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> you didn't have to say it with that facial expression. <laughs> the ten weirdest animal penises on earth <laughs> updated. <laughs> <laughs> we discovered another one, everybody. Pigs do have corkscrew-shaped penises. Hey, there it is. Okay, thanks, Cecil. Shit, I should have done an image search. Anyway, what matters is... <laughs> yes, you didn't really answer the question, though, of whether Porco 
and Gina can could have, have sex, sex in his pig form. Or whether they even should. I mean, I mean, that's a level of flexibility that even I don't want to contemplate. Mm-hmm. And I contemplate flexibility <laughs> a lot, as I guess what I mean by that. <laughs> well, I think this is where sit and spin really comes into play. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <sighs> I would say, uh, what I was going to say is I don't mm-hmm. know if Porco Rosso would have a song mm-hmm. until... No, I don't think he would Maybe all. until the end. Like, maybe. Oh, I actually... When he uh, sort of maybe turns back yeah. into a human, he like mm. might have a line or two. M- maybe because musicals are often like even more playful versions of their like sort. Of, I was going to say real life counterparts <laughs> <laughs> of their uh, counterparts, or sometimes they exist just on their own, and that's a thing too. Although that happens less and less. I think everyone wants him to sing a song the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he won't, yeah, Be- because that is a theme. Like people want him to open up or like hang out more or et cetera, et cetera, and he won't. And so I think that in the musical version is people being like, "Sing, Porco." I'll and leave that to you, humans. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "I'm a pig. I don't mess with that human stuff." Yeah, he's me- grunt, grunt, grunt. oh, Gina's memory of them as kids. <laughs> he sing. Oh, yeah. They have a song together he's in singing. that. That would be yeah. cute. That and would then, be a cute. But it's like flashback. it's younger. It's yeah. younger Porco Rosso. Yeah. So he's not. He's Marco at the time. Marco. Marco Rossellini. Yeah, he's Marco, Marco. Porco. That would, be, that would be cute. Oh, nice. I want to play Marco Porco. Marco Porco. And it's where one of a pig him, him <laughs> and the other one runs Sorry. around. Okay, let's see. <laughs> what are what are some other like what about Curtis's villain song? What would that be like? Would it be a western? Would it be like country music? Yeah. Yes. Have you seen uh Kiss Me Kate? No. Mm-mm. We uh, you're fine. But there's Thank a you. there's a there's like a general care. I played this character in a high school Ooh. production. Uh, oh, then I have seen it because I I think I went. The, to the general character that I played mm-hmm. is like a really weird chauvinist type who's like a military guy, but is also like I don't know. It's a big sing songy kind of like oh I'm a big deal kind of song, which I feel mm-hmm. like Curtis would 100 mm-hmm. oh, percent do. Yeah. Like very stagey, very could sing a song about his screenplay. Yeah, exactly. Every line like, from the screenplay he wrote. <laughs> every every line he has to he has to explain where it came from, and it's always from <laughs> it's something always that he screen- wrote. Yeah, especially if it's always his screenplay. God, that line fucking killed me. Funniest line in the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Followed closely by later when Porco says something and someone's like, what is that, Shakespeare? He's like, no, it's Porco. No, it's Porco. (laughs) That's another, okay, I gotta go back to it. That's another reason why I think the movie's kind of saying Curtis and Porco are all too similar. Yep. They're Mm -hmm. both shitty. Yep. They're both kind of shitty because they both quote themselves, which is fine. You can have wisdom in your own brain, but anyway. Yeah, it makes sense they both end up together yeah, pretty much they kind of do the yeah yeah and they i feel like maybe they kiss a little bit maybe they kiss maybe. A little bit. they're like equal and opposite they're like yeah curtis is constantly putting himself out there he's way too brash everyone knows him he's like mm-hmm. obsessed with fame and whatever yeah. porco is just like he wants to be chill he doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. to anyone he wants oh to God. pretend that he can do everything by himself and no one should be paying attention to him and he just cares about the money but in the end yeah, they're both this. equally insecure both equally misogynistic, both equally uh, obsessed with attaining some kind of glory or honor that they yeah. will never be able to fully achieve. Right. Or or even or, really articulate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And both of them are pretending what they don't want yeah. in one way or another. So it makes sense that eventually Porco pops Curtis's cork with his corkscrew dick. I was going to say, people that see this musical are going to ship it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, and you People can build who see that this up. movie should ship it. Well, true. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. especially in a musical, like you can play that up. Like the the tension mm-hmm. on stage will be palpable, baby. <laughs> when they're flying around, shooting each other in planes. Oh, Curtis entering and en- en- entering a scene from that like crevice that he's wedged himself <laughs> into, <laughs> <and> jumping down. <laughs> Incredible. That'll be yeah. a hell of an entry. That'd, that'd be a good, good, uh, good theater thing. Yeah, I think Curtis would have a very fun, pompous song that I would probably think was a banger, and he'd get mm-hmm. to strut mm-hmm. around on stage and love it. Yeah, 
Oh, good. So we, this is very, it's feeling very much like a classical kind of musical, like yeah, like a musical-ass so. musical. Mm-hmm. musical. And yeah. the, the like... building of the plane montage is classic yep. song shit. <laughs> yep. yep, the hags get a verse. Oh, the hags! Yep. They sure do about poker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna it's like a, a it's like, Yes, it's like a working song, but it's like all these women, plane. and they're talking about being women working on this plane shop mm, or whatever, yeah. and then Porco's standing in the back kind of like... Mm, but <laughs> being grumpy it, about the fact that women are doing a good job exactly by the end of it he sees the plane when they've finished like putting it together because they're like as they're singing incredible pieces together he's just like wow like that kind of bullshit yeah Uh, yeah. be great yeah Yeah. actually that would be really cool and you could even like you could build the plane on stage like that would be a cool prop yeah like obviously a decent act break too yeah put it together like how the talking heads put their band together during the yes exactly yes Yes, actually oh that's so good (gasps) oh wow Wow. No, I think, like you said, classic musical style. Mm-hmm. We're not reinventing the wheel here or the engine or the propeller. Or the plane. No. Or the mm. pig. We're not, not, we're not reinventing the pig here. We're not reinventing the pig <laughs> Re- here. Excuse me. <clears throat> cough, cough, cough. We're not reinventing the squeal here. Mm. 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 I would like it if at some point Porker goes, la, la, la. <laughs> la, la, la. He <laughs> <laughs> could. Ram you. Oh shit, Babe uh, is a musical though. Oh shit, Babe is a musical though. Let's do another context. <laughs> Prequel or sequel? Prequel or sequel? Wait, which one is this? Prequel or sequel? <laughs> we make one. Yes. Ah, we make one. We make one. Prequel. The or difference between this and like spinoffs would be spinoffs would be following a yes, different set of characters. Right, right, this right. one we'd be following the Porco same set prequel of characters. Or I kind of like the way this one ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a Porco prequel could be okay though. Porkwool. But we also kind of cover that territory within this That's movie. That's what I was going to say. Yes and no. Because. We don't see how he becomes a famous bounty hunter. We that's we true. don't see oh, the point yeah. where he leaves the Italian fascist, Ooh, which uh, would answer the true, question of, of why don't you want to be a fascist? Exactly. Yeah, which, true. You know, see true. him like encountering compelling. the rise yeah. of fascism. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he's a pig or not, like we don't even necessarily need to see him getting cursed. Yeah, I'll, I want to though. Because like, kind of want to. Because yeah, like, was it implied that he got cursed for surviving? Like, Maybe is, yeah. is the pig a, a guilt thing? Yeah, like yeah. Is, is it I don't like is it all kind of this weird magical realist metaphor, or is it a literal yes. God cursed <laughs> you for going back from heaven? It feels like it has to be a metaphor, right? Like, yeah, a, like, I mean, like I well, it, I just mean like in that in things, that sense yeah. that like it's sort of like almost like a self. Yeah, like, like he, he made did it to himself. The pig. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is what he did when he sold himself off for that money, though. Mm-hmm. Snort, snort, squeal, mm-hmm. squeal. Mm-hmm. Pig, pig. <laughs> Those are the three sounds they make. So, like the perception of like abandoning mm. one's country or whatever, or like the sort of like oath to his fellow pilot or all that shit. But also, like the reason he's doing it is not for selfish reasons. He just sort of like thinks of it that way. That's just how he's framing it in his head. But really he has moral objections or he Mm. has like maybe the way that the military responded to, or maybe the death of his friend in that, in that, Ah, uh, that that big dog fight, he realized like it made him re re reevaluate what he was doing reevaluate the mission and then their response to it maybe was insufficient and he you know lost lost his taste for it and decided that but he loves flying yeah so he just flew off one day and like maybe i i mean i get the sense that so in a lot of military situations especially around that time period and i think probably even to this day uh loyalty became like is like a is like a buzzword that literally everyone talks about all the time (laughs) um and i can only imagine that someone deserting the military would be talked about as if they were a pig like Mm. they would they would treat loyalty like breaking loyalty to your country or leaving the military as being like a, a purely selfish evil kind of thing to do right. and so even though he might have other reasons for doing it internally he's thinking of it as like a selfish thing because that's yeah. how it's framed for him mm. it, it's i mean the phrase i'd rather be a traitor than a fascist yeah it like is a thing many humans have said mm-hmm. like 100 yeah. percent. and so from that perspective it 
would make a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And then it makes sense with the fact that he owns that selfishness and that's what he exudes whenever yeah. somebody says like, what are you doing this for? Like the money. Like, yeah. I'm a coward. Yes. Baby. Yeah. That's true. You know what? Actually, if you replace the word pig with traitor, a mm-hmm. lot of it makes yeah. a lot of sense mm-hmm. because it, in a sense, he's treating it as if he's a traitor to everyone as in he's mm-hmm. he's decided that since he was no longer loyal to his country right. he would own not being loyal mm-hmm. to anyone that's why he doesn't go back yeah. to gina yeah. that's why he doesn't you know he, he he's a as a womanizer who yeah. can't oh. stay with anyone he's <laughs> like yeah. you know he's a bounty hunter he's only in for the so money it's like it's self about himself yeah he, he like he ha- he's too programmed to think loyalty is important. So the only way he knows how not to be loyal is to not be loyal to anything. Exactly. And he's like, well, shit, if, if I broke this promise, which makes me bad, but I broke the promise to a fascist, yeah. I'm bad now. And I can't and redeem you know, myself by you know, being loyal to something better. You know what I think would do it? What? What I think would make it work. What? Is if he loves Gina, mm. his best friend's wife, mm. And when his best friend dies and he has to confront the fact that he's still in love with this yeah, woman who is now sucks. a widow of his best yeah. friend and she like clearly there's something there and he refuses to do anything about it. He feels disloyal to his friend who yeah, died. Right. Pearl Harbor style. Exactly. The movie. <laughs> exactly. My favorite. Exactly. <laughs> it's been well documented that that's my favorite movie. I'm not just making it up right now. <laughs> You better please, Josh put, Hartner, baby. Please put caveats on that. I don't no want way. Oh, no. none zero. Pearl oh. Harbor is unequivocally my favorite. Put some oh. caviars on that. No, I love caviar. Oh, so la- tasty. listeners, you can park your ship in my harbor any day. Pearl style. Love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> Pearl style. Pearl style. Yeah. So like he he's mm. dealing with the he's dealing with a disloyalty both to his military. Uh, oath, but also to his yeah. friendship and yeah, to no, his like relationship that. with this woman. Shit, uh, man. And I think that in that way, he decides like he can't, if he can't hold on to the loyalty of those things successfully, mm-hmm. he would be better off not being loyal yes. to anyone. He should just stop being mm-hmm. a person. But in that way, he's also like. Instead, he doesn't deal with human things. Exactly. He's, he mm-hmm. becomes a pig. He's like, I don't want to deal yeah. with any of that yeah. anymore. No, I'm a pig now. Exactly. I'm a pig now. Sorry. No. But he's still an amazing pilot. And, pretty good and he finds money for taking on pirates and other bounties and whatever and he becomes yeah. famous for it somehow <laughs> i think i think that's fun i think maybe even there's a there's a little portion of this prequel because i think at this point it seems pretty clear we've decided prequel is a fun thing to I explore think this movie ends, although we could also nice explore way. sequel style mm-hmm. stuff but you're right um there's got to be a moment where he like tries to have other jobs which I think could be very funny, mm-hmm. uh, like him bagging groceries. And I don't, I'm not, you know, maybe he's little hooves. They can't grab the stuff. Wait, he doesn't have little he hooves. He has full on he hands. He has hands. He has Literally a thumbs up right behind him. I'm not <laughs> looking right behind him. I won't look We talk about it. the thumbs up so many His times. His little today. hoof, you mean? His hoof? <laughs> it would behoove you to turn around. No, his hoof. <laughs> I won't look, but I know it's a hoof. <laughs> He's got those little cleft feet. <laughs> anyway, his little hooves can't grab the groceries. <laughs> and he spills the groceries, and then he tries to work at the bank, but his little hooves can't grab the money. <laughs> he also has little hooves for this whole prequel. Well, he also has to go on the run. New like, yeah, he, which he, he can desert, run pretty fast with his little hooves. Yeah, he's a deserter. He's a deserter. You're right. I'm cutting you off because he has hands. He has (laughs) hooves in the prequel. In the prequel. We don't know. He earns his hands back. Exactly. He slowly but surely gets kissed on every part of his body and it turns from pig to person. So he does eventually have a human dick is what you're No. No. We don't know. That's in the sequel, baby. (laughs) No. No. It's clear that he would have hooves in the prequel. They'd get kissed off. Oh my god! But then it won't be until the sequel that he gets his little his little corkscrew. Kiss kiss. my hooves off. Kiss my (laughs) hooves off, Porco style. Well, kiss my hooves off. Well, kiss my (laughs) hooves off. (laughs) Wow, that's good. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. What is the what? How does it end? What's like the what's the arc of this prequel like? We, we we know the conflict mm-hmm. and it's his internal conflict. Does it end with him like becoming good at bounty hunting? I think he's I think he's talking to like some sort of like um like the main person he 
turns his bounties into, mm. uh, pulls up this plastic bag and it has a playing card with a beard on it. And he's like, there's this guy called the pirate, the pirate. and he has a taste for the theatrical and he's going to yes. kidnap a bunch of, oh a bunch of little girls. Yep. Escalation. Card. Yeah, escalation. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be the Joker. Because like, <laughs> as far as I know, every good movie ends with like, uh, oh, and the next one, there's going to be the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it could be this one too. Jorko Rosso. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Jorko Rosso. Yep, I wasn't going to say, I yeah. was not going to call attention so to it. Good. I wanted to let you get on by, man. There's a lot of I'm jokes trying to then. give you so much like leeway tonight, and you're like, no, you have to call me out. <laughs> no, I get said me. something ridiculous. You have get to say me. something. <laughs> I want to be held accountable. I want to be held accountable. <laughs> oh, man, if you hear something, say something. Yeah, that's what the airport always told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, I think that's I, I think actually something like that is good. Like <laughs> he gets he had we see one bounty hunt, and it, and that's kind of the f- exciting final fight is him doing a bounty hunt, getting paid off, and going like, yes, this yeah. is my new life, baby. Finding some meaning again. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can finally fly again. It feels so good. And then like he, he maybe he finds his little cove, and he's like, ah, yes. And he like, sets up his little tent and his little radio, and he's like, this is me now. I love this, and I'm happy finally because it's just me. And it's like sort of bittersweet, but it's, it's still nice. Here's a f- fun, but I'm going to try and shorten this because we don't have that much time left. Mm. But... When he leaves, yeah. he doesn't leave alone. Ugh. Or he meets up with another deserter um, who he's the one who knows about that cove and they move there together and they've each got like tents on the beach and they're like, we're going to park, we're going to just camp out here until yeah. all this blows over and we can go home when the fascists are gone or whatever. <laughs> but things start, you know, things keep going as they are. And maybe at some point the other person commits some kind of crime or decides to join the pirates or something like that. And Porco Rosso is just like, no, I'm not into that. Mm. Like, and that's when he fully gives up his loyalty. He has to have a dog fight with this guy who was his, like his compatriot in leaving the whatever Mm. and turns him in, uh, like, or captures him or takes his plane down or something. And then the, you know, when he's, when he's with the, the people who are arresting him, someone's like, you know, there's money in this yeah. if you want to, and then that, and then he turns Shit. to camera and he winks, <laughs> <laughs> gives the thumbs up, of course, yeah. <laughs> gives the thumbs He's, up for the credits. There's role. money in this. No, I, I actually really like that because both both end with him being a bounty hunter, but one of them is the sort of more hopeful, like, oh, he likes it, and mm-hmm. the other one is way more fatalistic, like, this is all I can do right. with the equipment and disposition. <laughs> That I have my my outlook means I have a very limited amount of jobs I can do, <laughs> and one of them is bounty like sell people. Well, because if we get yeah. to the end of this movie, it's never resolved that there really aren't bounty hunting jobs for him anymore. They yeah. they say yeah. that and then they yeah. never return to it because right. he just he doesn't. Right. Uh, he doesn't. And so, but he has this plane. Mm. It's fixed up. Mm-hmm. It's working. He yeah. can fly as can much fly. as he wants now. Do we? He can fly. In this in this prequel, do we show him deciding on the rule that he'll only shoot at planes, not pilots? That's a good question, and I think that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. I think it's because a plane kills his family. Oh my god! <laughs> but not a person, a plane. <laughs> yeah, guns <laughs> don't like, kill I people. Hate planes. <laughs> <laughs> he has a vendetta against planes. It's not that he won't shoot pilots; it's that he loves shooting planes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just realized the guy is an enemy pilot who he say he flew down to save. In that oh yes. yeah, there you yes. go. That's, there you go. That's, yeah. that's the dessert. Yep. Fuck, and yeah. they wind up in this. Cove yeah, no, that, then it has to be that one. Yeah, yep, it has yep. to be that one. Nice, yep. nice. I like it. Oh, that actually solves everything. That's why he deserts. It solves everything. As much yep. as I would love it to be that he hates fascism, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest, it's, it's probably more likely to be because, because like, oh, of a personal thing that happens. Yeah, right. yeah, those are his just desserts, oh, or it's like God. his excuse for leaving. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, so here's my final question. Yeah, was. So I've thought a lot while watching this movie and while discussing this movie about why this movie is about a pig fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. Like why, why is it like he's a pig though, but everything else is normal, but he's a pig though. And I've narrowed it down to two options. (laughs) Which one do you think it is? One, (laughs) 
the movie originally was about a dog that flew the planes because it was like dog fighting. And someone mm-hmm. was like, wouldn't that be funny? And then <laughs> some funny little uh, little laugh em up was like, wait, what if it wasn't a dog and a pig instead? And everyone was like, you're crazy, but you just might be right. <laughs> and then they like double joked it. They like A to C to the joke. Second possibility. <laughs> it's simply a reference to the phrase when pigs fly. God oh, shit. Damn it. Number it's, two. It's got to be one of those. <sighs> yeah. And I think you're right. I think it's number two. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think both options are number two if you ask me. Oh! Uh, let's uh, they're shit. Oh, my God. Folks, thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. Oh, my goodness. What a what a wild time we've had talking about Porco Rosso, our first anime film. Thank you all for joining us. My name is Christian Hagen, and I'm here with my friends Matthew and David. And we're about to wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple more things to get through. David, did you have anything you would like to plug I would like to plug. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a bond this time, baby. Yeah. I'm gonna plug something that I have no affiliation with whatsoever. I wish I did. It's called Our Flag Means Death. Oh, I know. I, I'm I know. so sorry. I thought for sure you were gonna be like, I'm gonna plug Our Flag. Our Flag. I am an American citizen. <laughs> Please rise and remove your caps. I'm, I'm no Porco Rosso. I am a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be a fascist than a pig. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Continue. Uh, no, uh, Our Flag is good, and Our Flag Means Death is a show, and it's also good. <laughs> uh, truly one of the most charming, enjoyable 10 episodes of a fun little pirate thing I have ever seen. Seriously. And, and actually, I should make the category more broad. Probably one of the most fun comedies I've ever seen. Because it's it's got it all, baby, and I don't even want to say much. Because like, there's so, there's so much to be explored. Just know you're in for a good time. And stick it out at least through episode like three or four. And you'll really get it. Yeah, episode four, I think, is when it really starts coming in. Yeah, it's like, oh, I see what this show's all about. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Tasty Mm -hmm. morsel. (laughs) Go get it. That's all. Hey. That's excellent. Hey, Bond. Yeah. You want to shout something out? Yeah, I'd like to shout something out. I'll let Christian talk about everything everywhere all at once. Uh, (laughs) 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 I I, I will plug the much lesser, but also just feel good thing that has mm. just brought me some joy um and comfort uh which is the fact that season five of the great pottery throwdown has dropped oh. on hbo max finally oh. um that show mm. is wonderful i'm not a fan of reality competition shows and this is like the exception um it's just it it the craftsman's the craftsmanship that is on display is amazing but it's just everybody is so delightful and people are just like helping each other and it's really mm. positive and it mm. just feels good yes. uh and yeah in the end you just see some great art and it's just a it's a wonderful wonderful thing and i highly recommend it and they have a different host this season yes a different host from last season but oh. i i have a sneaking suspicion that host will be back after her leg heals because that's kind of what they keep implying <laughs> Which oh, is a no. bummer, because right now the host of season five is the same woman that plays Sassy on Ted Lasso, and she is delightful. <gasps> um, yeah. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, that's Great Potty <laughs> Fro- Throwdown on HBO Max. Mm. Go check it out. And Christian, what would you like to plug? Thank you. Well, thank you so much for asking. Uh, I would like to shout out, uh, you know, silent friend slash roommate of the show michelle yo mm. uh starring in uh a wonderful film that you may have heard of by now and if you haven't i'm glad to be the one to tell you that you need to go see this as soon as possible in theaters if you can uh it is called everything everywhere all at once it is <sighs> it's very hard to explain i feel like i've never seen a movie quite like it mm. uh it is extraordinarily weird, very funny, very uh, oh, sweet is a weird way to put it, but like there's a lot of, no, it's, it's like not. emotionally it's affecting. Incredibly sweet. Mm. Yes, yeah. it's incredibly <laughs> sweet. Um, it's just, oh God, it made me laugh like so fucking hard, but it's also like, it's also uh, got a lot of great action and it's got a lot of really bizarre and cool special effects. It's it's a movie about multiverses and that's really all I can say about it that that wouldn't spoil anything because cool. absolutely you should go into it knowing as little as humanly yes. possible. Yeah. Because I, I, 
I felt like I was like, oh, I feel like I know what this is going to be based on just like the trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then halfway, like half an hour into it, I'm like, what, what, what is this? And then about an hour into it, I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> yeah. this? It's, it, it's yeah, incredible. And like just the, the craftsmanship involved, like it's, it's another movie that was filmed during the pandemic, which already on its face is very difficult. Yeah. Um, it was a very like small crew. They shot in 40 days. Uh, Damn, and forty nights. And when you see <laughs> what they do in with that time, it's insane. It's, that is it. I don't know how they found wow. the time. It's and, incredible. And then the other thing that blows me away is they only had five people working on the visual effects from home, and a lot of them were learning like three D software. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> That's genuinely it's fucked. Insane. Those people have jobs forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was never just inc- go without. Everything about that movie, like behind the scenes, it just in front of your face when you're looking at it, it's just incredible. <laughs> and there's so many different things that I wish I could talk about, like just the craft of making it and the different elements of it. But I know David hasn't seen it, and I know a lot of other well, people haven't, so I don't want to make any maybe, spoilers. Maybe a year from now we'll, we'll do it. Yes, we'll I do want. It on the show. Oh, we're definitely going to, you and me, Once it we'll pops, definitely talk about this. You and me, yeah. oh, oh, we're going to talk about this. Once but it if, pops up on like a streaming service, exactly. we're for sure doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Because there's so much to talk about. It's, I'm just so excited that it exists and yep. I really hope people go out and see it and it seems like word of mouth has been yeah. really strong yeah, so we'll really see what we'll see what happens this weekend but I think I think it might I think it's probably going to go up from last weekend uh, probably yeah because this last weekend was the first weekend it actually opened wide because it had been released already for I think like two or three weeks in smaller it mm-hmm. was a lot smaller yeah. yeah but man it's just there's so many different it's one of those movies where you can take so many different things away from it. Yeah. Like there's so many different mm-hmm. themes, so many different like meanings and it's just, and they're all right. <laughs> like, it's just, I literally thought yeah, of some, yeah, I, I like literally that. thought of one as I was driving over here earlier that I hadn't thought of before. Cause that movie just popped into my head and I was thinking about it again. And I was like, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's it's so, that. it's brilliant. The whole thing mm-hmm. is like, it's a really, it's a hug. I think we all need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Just a just a dose very, of optimism yes. in a very pessimistic time. In a very strange, very strange movie. Yeah. Yes. That I love. Too. I love it to death. Um, yep. Okay. So yes, everything, everywhere, everything, all at everywhere, once, all at once. And thank you to dear friend uh, of the show who's in the kitchen over there, Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> I really appreciated earlier job, when you when you called her silent friend of the show. Yeah, <laughs> like the implication that like friend of the show is like oh they've been on and they yes. like it. Silent friend of the show is they don't know. More like, more like <laughs> silent roommate of the show. Yeah, 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 like yeah. adjacent. She, to the she's show. A, yeah. she's in the kitchen. She's yeah. got, she's reading scripts. She's yeah. she's got stuff. She's got like she's got a lot of stuff to do. She she's can't be very bothered busy. with this. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Help yourself to anything in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that leaves us with just one uh, piece of uh, dirty business, and that is oh, yeah. the question that I have to ask every time, which is, uh, and I'm going to do it short this time, I swear I'm not going to belabor you always, it. You always, Christian, you always say you're going to do your dirty business short. I know. I always overdo it, and I yeah. belabor the point, and I, may, I run the joke into the ground, yeah. and I get it. It's but not, not this time. This does time, the crescendo? I'm, this time I'm going to get right to it, Okay. <laughs> No, listen, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. I've had complaints. I've People have told me that I do this bit too long and I yeah. get a lot of eye rolls from no, you So guys. far, you're doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, no, I'm going to yeah. get right to I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm I just think telling you're, you're doing a great job of I'm getting I'm just right telling there, you that actually. I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, fair. I'm yeah. aware of the response to my mean. previous mm-hmm. uh, uh, buildups to oh, this final thing. Sense, and, yeah. and I know that it's, uh, I've taken it to heart. Uh, I'm listening and learning. And I would like to take this opportunity with you, my dear friends, to ask the question uh which is david uh did you have any final thoughts you would like to leave us with why does the measure repair the female (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to contextual deviance you can find more information about us online at our website contextualdeviance.wordpress.com you can tweet at us at textdeviance you can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! <laughs>